Welcome to the Spectator PM podcast. I'm your host, Aubrey Gulick, and today I'm joined by Ellie Gardy. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about the New Hampshire primary, which is coming right up, and specifically about the recent move away from DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives that's been happening, um, even on the more um, among more liberal candidates. So um, this past week, uh, Dean Phillips, who is the other Democratic uh, candidate for the presidency or one of the other, I guess there's two others, um, removed the term, you know, DEI from his website. It was, it used to be a tab. Now it's not a tab. It's been replaced by something else. So Ellie, could you talk us through this story a little bit and what's happened here? Right. So it happened after billionaire Bill Ackman announced he was endorsing Dean Phillips and then since Bill Ackman has become a big anti-DEI advocate in recent weeks, people on X were saying, why are you supporting this candidate who clearly supports DEI on his website? And Bill Ackman said, oh, you know, that might change. And then the next day, Dean Phillips changed the diversity, equity, and inclusion heading on his website to now read equity and restorative justice, uh, which isn't all that much better, but it shows that he's rejecting DEI. And he's claiming that Bill Ackman had nothing to do with it. And he just read the articles about how uh, DEI is a damaging ideology. And now he's uh, still supports diversity and equity and inclusion separately, but not altogether. Right. And w which is really funny because those, are, I mean, those same articles are the articles that Ackman allegedly sent him. Right. So like, Ackman's like busy firing articles at this guy. And he's like, oh, I think I'll just change the DEI tab on my website. Like those are two totally unrelated things. Um, and I mean, both of them have told, you know, media and, you know, have had posts on X where they're like, nope, that the decision had nothing to do with the other person's like eight. Clearly nothing yeah. to do with the $1 million donation to a super PAC. Just that just happened to have happened that that same week. <laughs> Right, right. And well, and Ackman is the billionaire who was involved with removing Harvard's president, you know, Claudine Gay. So like, he's been on, you know, the war path against the whole DEI initiative. Because um, I mean, DEI really burned over at Harvard, it was not a good situation. So yeah, I, that that term though that he replaced it with, or I guess terms the equity and restorative justice, I feel like in some ways, like that's kind of it feels to me a little bit like he's kind of unmasking like what DEI really is about, right? Like it's about not just leveling the playing field, but, you know, like establishing equity and then restorative justice almost sounds like, and we're going to give handouts to everybody. So it's like, it's not actually better, but it, he is rejecting that, that leftist ideology, like type idea that like, you know, we need to have programs that, you know, ensure that we're hiring you know, people who are more diverse and according to equity and, you know, inclusion, you know, principles or whatever they come up with. So, yeah. And, and Phillips isn't the only person to have done this recently. Um, it's been a growing trend, not just in, you know, red states and among conservatives, but also among liberals. Um, John Saylor at the Free Press recently had a piece where he talked about the, you know, the growing trend among businesses and government institutions and universities is to actually get rid of their DEI programs. And some of this is for under under pressure from Republican governments. Some of it's not. Um, it's a lot of like, you know, it, it's becoming slowly more and more unpopular. 
Right. And Dean Phillips is a pretty mainstream Democrat. He's a sitting representative. And the fact that he's coming out against the DEI ideology, albeit in a small way, and he's still saying that he supports equity, it's still a step toward liberals saying that they aren't supportive of DEI. And maybe it's not such a good idea to give advantages to people based on their race and to treat everyone differently based on their race. And maybe America is moving toward a direction that is less racist than before, we can hope. But it'll be really interesting to see how this plays in New Hampshire, because this is making all the headlines right now. And the New Hampshire primary is on Tuesday. And a poll just came out today showing that Dean Phillips actually has 28% support in New Hampshire. Wow. I mean, and that's pretty impressive considering that, like, I mean, he's running against Biden. Now, Biden isn't on the ballot in New Hampshire, mostly because the DNC, the Democrat National Convention, decided to move New Hampshire's, they wanted to move New Hampshire's primary so that it was not the first state to vote. It's too white. Right, right. And New Hampshire was like, um, yeah, actually, excuse you, we've been the first for a really long time. And so... They're having their primary anyway, and Biden just isn't on the ballot. So if they vote for Biden, they're going to have to like write him in. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if New Hampshire voters will do that, or whether or not the Democrats are going to feel, um, you know, like he kind of shorted, you know, gave them the short end of the stick, and that they're going to just vote for Dean Phillips just, you know, out of spite. Um, and Phillips really hasn't gotten the media coverage that a lot of other candidates have gotten. Like, I think he got media coverage when he first announced he was running. Um, and then he really hasn't until this point. So he doesn't have the name recognition. I, th I think if you asked most people on the street, like, who's Dean Phillips, they would have no idea. So then he's, not really been, he's been playing off of the fact that Biden has ignored them and isn't visiting New Hampshire. And so they just put out this campaign ad. And it shows Bigfoot searching around the state of New Hampshire and he can't find Biden. Where's Biden? I can't find Biden. And and then they show all these pictures of Dean Phillips going around the state everywhere, campaigning and volunteering and meeting voters. And, and then the uh, campaign ad ends by saying, uh, why write him in when he's written us off? Right, right. And I feel like it's the kind of like, the kind of mindset, you know, New Hampshire voters are going to have to have if, you know, Biden pulls ahead in New Hampshire on Tuesday, which he, I mean, it feels like kind of likely that he will, if only because, uh, like, he is effectively the it's Democrat. It's possible Dean Phillips could get even up to 30% since this poll said 28%. I mean, that would be a huge repudiation of the sitting president that a third of the vote went to this representative, that's not a good right. right, no, and it's not. And I mean, the, his campaign has got to be working on the fact right now, like they're going to be, they're going to have to be dealing with this, right? Like come, you know, come Tuesday, they're going to be dealing with the really bad results that are going to come out of New Hampshire. And like, what are they going to say? I don't know. I guess we'll see on Wednesday morning when, you know, they're hastily putting together press releases for the rest of us to peruse and quote, which I always love. Yeah, in New Hampshire is going to be, it's going to be an interesting time, not just on the Democrat front, I also think on the Republican front. Um, Haley's already claiming this is a two-person race, and it's a give between her and 
Donald Trump, even though she came in third in Iowa. Um, and she's likely to do much better in New Hampshire, just voters who are more highly educated. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be an interesting time on Tuesday. It is, I'm just trying to get back, I guess, a little bit to the DEI thing. I find it so interesting that over the period of, it feels like maybe five years like ago, it came up and it was a big issue. And then it's been a big issue. And now like the fact that even liberals are repudiating like this idea that like we should have these teams and we should, you know, be hiring people so that they can then hire other more diverse people. Like the fact that we're moving away from that, I think is a really, really good sign in American, um, you know, in American society. We don't often get to you know, talk about good news in America. Like it, you don't generally do that. It doesn't sell. It doesn't, you know, it, there's a lot of bad news right now. So with affirmative action being ruled uh, illegal last year, hopefully there will be more steps this year toward uh, our society getting rid of racism. Right. Yeah. That would be ideal. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, especially as like more liberal state universities start to quietly shutter or reduce their DEI staff. Um, and uh, more importantly, they're no longer, many of them are no longer requiring, you know, professors and staff and administrators to sign documents saying that they're going to be more diverse, more inclusive or whatever. And like a lot of professors have actually, I think that in California, actually, there were a group of professors who sued the California community colleges over it. And so, I mean, California is never going to require colleges to get rid of their DEI programs. It's too liberal for that. But they are potentially going to be, you know, requiring, um, I mean, the court system could weigh in on it, right? Like, is this, are you violating somebody's free speech? And that is actually a really important question we probably should talk about. Just a program that treats people differently based on race at a public university. Right, right. Like, It'll be a long fight, though. I mean, these DEI offices are everywhere. There's a huge contingent of people who are completely dedicated to it. There's huge industry around DEI. So it will take many years, but hopefully we can start to push back against it. But thank right. you for joining us for the Spectator PM podcast today.